0: Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you this morning. It's good to be together. We've had a wonderful day of worship to God, and I appreciate all of you who are here and all of you who've returned from being out of town. So happy you're home. We missed you, and we love you, and we're grateful that you're here and you're back with us again. As we begin our study this morning from God's Word, I want to introduce you to somebody. I want to introduce you to somebody. I want to introduce you to a lady named Julia Hawkins, julia hawkins julia hawkins is a retired school teacher from baton rouge louisiana she's 106 years old today and she's been nicknamed the hurricane she's called the hurricane she's called the hurricane because in the fall of 2021 she took she took part in the senior games and set a world record You see, at 105 years old, she completed a 100-meter race in a little over one minute and two seconds. That's 62 seconds. 62 seconds. In a little over 62 seconds, Julia ran 100 meters at 105 years old, and you would think that she would have been proud of her time, but she wasn't. She wasn't proud of her time at all. She actually said that she believed she could have done a whole lot better than that, but the cold weather and the strong winds held her back. Now, the remarkable thing about Julia's story, at least to me, is she didn't start taking up sprinting until she was 100 years old. Prior to that, she began competing in the National Senior Games at 80 years old, specializing in cycling. She's a great example of somebody who refuses to let old age stop her from trying new things and setting new goals for herself and working hard to achieve her goals. She seems to be a remarkable, a remarkable woman. But my question this morning is, is what about you? What what about you? What about you? If you are a seasoned or a senior disciple, if you consider yourself to be a seasoned or a senior disciple, Are you also willing to try new things and set new goals and work hard to achieve those goals for the Lord? I ask you that question because during the years I have been blessed to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of the things I have noticed among the people of God is we usually give a lot of attention to our young people. We give a lot of attention to our young people. We give a lot of attention to the young children. And the teenagers in the church, I mean, think about it, churches, local churches across this country have classes, Bible classes devoted to every age bracket of young people. And in the summer, you have vacation Bible schools, and you got teen weekends and youth lectures, and then many of our young people just return from having a week of Florida college camp. I mean, as the people of God, we usually make a serious effort to give a lot of attention to our our young people and rightfully so. We need to do that. God bless those efforts. I'm all for that. But my question this morning is, is, what about the seniors? What about the senior saints or the senior disciples? What about those disciples who have been serving the Lord for decades and they are grandparents and they're great grandparents and they're retired and they have a lot of experience and wisdom, but maybe because of age or bad health, they're not able to do the same kinds of things that they once were able to do. I mean, do those people, do those people need some attention as well? Do those people need some consideration and even some encouragement and motivation to continue running and working and bearing fruit for the Lord? Well, I believe they, they do. I believe they absolutely do, especially in the kind of culture and society we're living in today. I mean, just look around, look around at our culture in society. Notice how we are currently living in a culture that is actively trying to condition us to believe that the elderly are useless. And they're in the way and they're a burden. That they want us to believe that we have no use for the elderly and we kind of need to just put them away. We need to put them out the pasture. We need to kind of just get them out of the way. That's how our culture seems to feel about the elderly. And the real sad thing to me about that is for many senior saints or senior disciples, they're starting, they're starting to believe that nonsense. They're starting to buy into that mindset and into that mentality. They're starting to allow the message of our culture to make them stagnant and inactive in their service to God. That's a very, very tragic thing in my view. And so while I certainly understand that I'm still a young man, you know, I I told my I told my daughter at home the other day that 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 I'm old and she said you're not old you got to be 60 to be old. So so according to her I'm still a young man. And so while I understand I'm still a young man raising school-age children, I want to do something that I believe every gospel preacher should do from time to time. And that's encourage that's encourage the senior saints. I want to encourage the senior saints or the senior disciples, I want to show them this morning that they're still very valuable and very important, and they can be extremely fruitful even at this point in their lives. In fact, this is a message that we find being preached to us all throughout the Bible. I mean, throughout the Bible, throughout the Word of God, we find so many people doing amazing things for the Lord in their old age. I'm reminded of. Uh, of Moses, the man we've been talking about in our Bible class. Remember Moses? Remember we made a point about Moses a a couple of weeks ago? Moses lived to be 120, and his life can be divided up into three parts of 40. For the first 40 years, he lived in a prominent position in Egypt, and for the next 40 years, he lived as as a shepherd and a fugitive in Midian, and then for the last 40 years of his life, He he was a deliverer and a shepherd of of the people of God. Now, you can even be very bad at math like I am, and you can figure out what's going on there. You, You can see that based on that information, Moses was 80 years old when God called him to be a deliverer. Moses was 80 years old. When God came to him and said to him, I want you to go to Egypt and I want you to do my will and I want you to shepherd my people. Moses was 80 when he started doing that work. And for those who want to suggest this morning that 80 years old in the time of Moses is different than 80 years old in our time today. I want to remind you of what Moses himself said in the 90th Psalm. I want to remind you of Psalm 90 in verse number 10. I want to remind you that in Psalm 90 in verse number 10, Moses A man under inspiration of the Holy Spirit said that the normal lifespan in his time was 70 years. And if you had good health, maybe you could make it to 80. That's what Moses said. Now, when you consider how the average lifespan in America today is 78 years old, you know what you see? You see that based on that information, what was true in the days of Moses... Is still true in our day today. Moses was 80 years old when God called him to start doing the most important work he would ever do in his life. He was an old man when God called him to go to Egypt and start shepherding his people. But not only do I think about Moses, I also think about Joshua. I mean, we're talking about Joshua, right? Joshua, the great military leader of God's people. He was selected to be the next leader of the Israelites after the death of Moses. Remember, he survived 40 years of Israel wandering in the wilderness. You know what that means? That means he doesn't look like that that guy you see on on the pictures in in your Bible class. That, That means that like Moses, Joshua himself was also around 80 years old when God began using him to do the most important work he ever did in his life. He was around 80 years old when he started leading the people of God through several years of military conquest. And then what about Abraham? Abraham lived to be 175, but the Bible says he was 75 when God called him to leave his country and go to Canaan. And he was 100 years old when. Isaac was born, and he may have been between 115 and 120 when God tested his faith at the highest level by commanding him to offer up Isaac as a burnt offering. Abraham started doing his most important work for the Lord, later in life, when he became a senior, a senior follower of God. And then what about, what about Daniel? We had a lesson about Daniel a few weeks ago, and remember, remember we made the point. That contrary to what we may have believed growing up in Bible classes, Daniel was a little kid or even a teenager when he was thrown into that den of lions. He wasn't a small child, wasn't even a teenager. Instead, this happened towards the end of his life when he was about 90 years old. He lived through the entire 70 years of Babylonian captivity. And in Daniel 6, he's at the end of his life. He's at 90 years old. At around 90 years old, he refused to compromise his faith and stopped praying to God, and and God delivered him from that that ferocious den of lions. And there are a lot of other people we could put on this slide. You know it, and I know it. I mean, if we had more time, we could talk about Aaron, the brother of Moses, and how he was 83, when God used him to help Moses deliver the people of Israel. We could also talk about Elizabeth and Zechariah, and how the Bible says they were advanced in age. When God used him to bring John the baptizer into the world. And we could also talk about the Apostle Paul and how the Apostle Paul was a senior saint. He was a seasoned man and God used him to preach the gospel and plant churches and and write about half of the New Testament. So many other examples we could use this morning. But the point is all throughout the Bible, we find God using older people. We find God using seasoned and senior saints. We find God using people in their 70s and their 80s and their 90s and even their 100s to do incredible things for his glory. He did that in the times of the Bible, and he also can continue doing that today. That's right. Even today, God can continue using people advanced in years to do amazing things for his glory. But for for that to happen, some other things got to first happen. First, the Lord's senior saints must never be content. They must never be content. Now, when we say they must never be content, we don't mean that they should never be content with their blessings. We don't mean they should never be content with God providing them with the basic necessities of life, things like food and clothes and shelter and all. We all should be content with that. That's not what we mean. We don't mean they should not be content with their blessings from God. Instead, what we mean is senior disciples must never be content with their spiritual progress. They must never be satisfied with their growth and their, work, and their, and their works and the acts of service that they have rendered for the Lord in the past. And I'm going in my Bible to the book of Philippians. When you go in your Bibles to Philippians chapter three, I made the point earlier that the apostle Paul was a seasoned saint. He's a seasoned saint even when he writes the book of Philippians. Many scholars believe that Paul was about in his 60s. And for those who may say, well, that doesn't sound like a senior saint. Well, you got to argue with Paul about that because in Philemon verse nine, Paul calls himself the aged. He considered himself by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. To be a seasoned or a senior saint and this is what he had to say in philippians chapter 3 verse 12. in philippians 3 verse 12 paul says not that i've already obtained it or have already become perfect the word perfect there not meaning sinless perfection but maturity a perfect level of spiritual maturity that's how the bible used the word perfect in the new testament often he says but i press on so that i may lay hold of that for which i was also laid hold of by christ jesus Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, reaching forward to what lies behind and reaching, I'm sorry, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude, and if anything you have a different attitude, If, if anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. However, let us keep living by the same standard to which we have attained. So this is what I want you to see from those verses. I want you to notice from those passages how the Apostle Paul says he wasn't content. He says he wasn't content spiritually. He wasn't satisfied with his growth and his maturity. He wasn't satisfied with the acts of service that he had already rendered for the Lord. Paul says he wasn't satisfied with his past accomplishments, even though he had a lot of past accomplishments, even though he had planted churches all throughout the Roman Empire by this time. Even though he had baptized hundreds and and hundreds of people, even though he had mentored young preachers and worked miracles and, and contributed to the New Testament and equipped a lot of Christians in their service to God, Paul says that he realized that there was a lot more he could do. There was a lot more he could do. There was more room for growth, more room for maturity, more room for more spiritual accomplishments and service and and becoming more like Jesus Christ. That's the mentality that Paul carried with him every single day. And that's the kind of mentality that God wants senior saints to have today. No matter how long God blesses a saint to live on this good earth. God wants them to think like the Apostle Paul. God wants them to never be satisfied with their past accomplishments. God wants them to never be satisfied with their current Bible knowledge. God wants them to be willing to change their views about things over time if they begin to realize that their current views are wrong. God wants them to constantly evaluate and be honest about their flaws and work hard to perfect those areas. That's what God wants for senior saints even today. You know, many of you know that back in March, I went to a preacher study in Texas. I went to a a preacher study in Dallas, Texas, and there were about 30 or 35 preachers at this study. And believe it or not, I was one of the oldest guys in the room at 40 years old. At 40 years old, I was actually one of the the oldest guys in the room, but there there was someone there older than me. There was a preacher there who's a good friend of mine in his 70s. And he's been preaching the gospel for over 50 years, over five decades. This man has been preaching the gospel. And when someone asked him, why are you in this study with all these young preachers? You know what he said? He said, I'm here because you're never too old to learn. You're never too old to learn. You're never too old to grow and learn more about the will of God. That's what he said. And may God bless us all to have that kind of humility. May God bless us all, no matter how long we're blessed to live, to have that kind of mindset. God doesn't want senior saints to be content with where they currently are spiritually, and he also doesn't want them to ever retire. Don't ever retire. Now, don't misunderstand what that point means, for y'all throw stones at me. When When we say don't ever retire, we're not saying it's wrong to retire from secular work. Not saying that. Not saying it's wrong to retire after you work several years on a job and you want to spend some time traveling and playing golf and fishing and hiking and being with your grandkids. We're not saying any of that stuff is wrong, but we are saying it is wrong to retire from the Lord's work. It's wrong to retire from being a Christian and being a soldier in the army of God. It is wrong to sit back and, and no longer be actively involved in the work of the church. Look at what Paul says again in Philippians 3, verse 14. Again, Philippians 3, verse 14, the apostle Paul says, I press on toward the goal. I press on, Paul says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. When you read that verse, do you get the impression that Paul, as a senior saint, wants to to retire from the Lord's work? You get the impression that he doesn't want to work anymore, that he feels, I've done enough. I mean, I've already done a whole lot in the kingdom of God. I'm going to sit back and and do nothing now. Do you get that impression from Paul? I don't. I don't get that impression from the Apostle Paul. In fact, I'm also reminded of somebody in the Old Testament. Look at Joshua chapter 14. We're studying Joshua, and I want to just fast forward that a little bit to Joshua, the 14th chapter. You remember Caleb? You remember Caleb? Caleb? Caleb, like Joshua, also survived the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. He was one of the two faithful spies who came back with a good report, telling Moses, we can conquer this land. God will be with us. Well, he survived the wilderness wanderings like God promised. And after they conquered much of the land, Caleb knew that God had promised him a whole section to himself. And so he's ready to collect now. He wants to collect what's due him. But I want you to notice what what, what the scripture says in Joshua 14 and verse 6. In verse 6 it says, And the sons of Judah drew near to Joshua and Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenazite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord spoke to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me, and Kadesh Barnea. He says, I was 40 years old, 40 years old, when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt with fear, but I follow the Lord my God fully. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden will be an inheritance to you and to your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God fully. Now, behold, the Lord has let me live, just as he spoke. These 45 years from the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses, when Israel walked in the wilderness, and now, behold, I'm 85 years old today. He's 85. And I'm still as strong today. As I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then, so my strength is now for war, for going out and coming in. Now then give me this hill country, give me this hill country, about which the Lord spoke on that day, for you heard that Anakim, you heard on that day that Anakim, that's giants were there, with great fortified cities, perhaps the Lord will be with me and I will drive them out as the Lord has spoken. Let me ask you a question. When you hear what Caleb is saying there, do you get the impression that Caleb, this 85 year old man, was looking to retire from the service of God? Do You get that impression. You get the impression that he kind of just wants to sit back and kick back and do nothing now. Do you hear Caleb saying, well, you know what? I've been serving the Lord for a very long time. For many decades, I put my time in. And so now I'm just going to sit back and let these other guys do it. Do you, did you get do you hear Caleb say that kind of stuff there? I don't. I don't. What I see is even as an 85 year old man, Caleb believed that God could still use him. He actually believed that God could use him to battle giants. He believed that God could use him to do things that other people could not do. That's the kind of mindset he had. And that's the kind of mindset that God wants senior saints to have today. Even today, God wants his senior saints to realize that they must never retire from kingdom work in this life. They must never slow down. They must never become stagnant. They must never relax and stop stretching themselves and trying to bear fruit for the Lord Jesus Christ. God doesn't want senior saints to ever stop trying to bear some fruit. In fact, let's talk a little bit about the fruit. Can we talk about some fruit? If you consider yourself, and I'll let you determine this, I'm going to let you determine this. But if you consider yourself to be a senior saint or a senior disciple, what kind of fruit can you bear for the Lord today? Well, I want to give you some practical things very quickly. First, you can bear fruit as a senior saint through teaching. Through teaching. Through older men teaching the young men and through older women teaching the young women. Many of you know where I'm going in the Bible for that. Go to Titus chapter 2. Let's get some Titus chapter 2 in here. In Titus chapter 2, the Apostle Paul, he says this under inspiration of a Holy Spirit. And Titus, look at Titus chapter 2. Let me get over there. In verse 3, in verse 3, the Apostle Paul says, Older women, older women likewise, ought to be reverent in their behavior. Not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, So that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God may not be dishonored. You know what you find there in those verses? You find a commandment. That's a commandment. That's not an optional thing there. That's a commandment from God. There's a commandment from God in those passages. There God commands seasoned sisters in the church to teach and influence the younger sisters to teach them how to be good wives to their husbands and good mothers to their children, to teach them how to conduct themselves as women who are supposed to be devoted to the Lord. You know, so often we say that the younger folks are the future of the church. But notice how Paul says there that that future is being shaped today. That future is being shaped today. It's being shaped by the senior saints today. It's being shaped by what the older generation is doing for the younger generation. It's being shaped by whether or not older women are teaching the younger women and whether or not the older men are teaching the younger men. That's what the Bible is telling us there. And we got to take that seriously. Senior saints can bear fruit through teaching, through teaching the word of God, and they can also do it through encouraging, through encouraging. Go in your Bible to a place where you may not think I would go to. But look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. I want to show you a passage in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12, the Apostle Paul says to a younger preacher, Timothy, let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. So notice how Paul tells Timothy, let no one look down on your youthfulness. Let no one despise you because you're young. Why would Paul have to tell him that? Well, the answer is obvious. The implication is there must have been some people doing that. There must have been some people despising Timothy because he was young. There must have been some older disciples in Ephesus who were looking down on Timothy because he was a young preacher. Paul says, don't let them do that. Paul says older saints are not supposed to do that. They're not supposed to look down on and despise the young, instead they're supposed to encourage them. They're supposed to to build them up. In fact, I'm going to tell you all something. Some of the best encouragement I've ever received in my life have come from senior saints. They've come from seasoned disciples, whether it was my grandmother, who was the first person to introduce me to Jesus Christ and help me learn about God and encourage me to serve the Lord. Or my mentor, Max Dawson, who's 40 years older than me. But for two years, every single day, he encouraged me. He was patient with me. He let me know, you can do this. You can be a preacher of the gospel if you work hard. Brother D. Bowman. I mean, if y'all know Brother D. He's passed away, but he used to encourage me all the time in the gospel. Brother Roger Shouse, he encourages me all the time. The first church we labored with, Janice and I in Leesburg, Florida. We were one of about three young families in that whole church. There'll be times where our kids were the only kids in the Bible classes. That was a seasoned church, but they encouraged me and they were so patient with me. And I thank God for them. I think about the shepherds in this church. They always encouraged me. And then many of you who've been serving the Lord for a very long time. And every single Sunday, you always got something encouraging to say to me. You're always patient with me. You're always kind with me. Some of you send me encouraging text messages and Facebook messages and emails during the week. You encourage Brian. You encourage Micah and Zach and Jared. Whenever they preach a lesson, you've encouraged my son tremendously whenever he's had to lead a prayer or 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 read a scripture publicly. That that just does so much for young disciples. It just really does. And some of you write cards. And you encourage people on their birthdays and their anniversaries. You never miss a birthday. You never miss an anniversary. Some of you show up to grieve with people at funerals. And even though some of you may wake up on Sunday morning and you don't feel good, you got aches and pain. You got all kind of things going on in your body that's that's making you miserable. You still get up and you still find a way here and you're in that pew and you're worshiping God and you're encouraging people just being here today. God bless you. God bless you. Then your saints can bear fruit through teaching, through encouraging. And, and let me also say, through a positive example. Through a positive example, through a positive example, they said in their marriages. Through, through the example that they, they give young couples by showing them how to love and be in love and be devoted to somebody for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Through all the Perseverance you do all the time through your continual faithfulness to God, even though you've seen a lot and you've been through all kinds of challenges and and difficulties through the years, through your positive attitude, through your kindness, through your integrity through your hard work and the fact you've been a good steward of your blessings, through your gratitude for your blessings, through your humility, and your always willingness your willingness to always grow and, and stretch yourself and be better for the Lord. All that's encouraging. That encourages so many people. That's such a positive example for so many people. I think about what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1, where Paul says, be imitators of me as I also imitate Christ. And then remember where we stopped in Philippians, if you'll turn back there, please, with me. In Philippians, the third chapter, we stopped at verse 17. In Philippians chapter 3 and in verse 17, the apostle Paul says, Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. Paul said as, as a senior disciple, he set an example. And he wanted people to follow his example. To follow his example is he followed the example of Jesus Christ. Senior saints can bear fruit through teaching, through encouraging, through being a positive example, and can I also put on here sharing wisdom. We've got to put on here something about sharing some wisdom. When you go in your Bible to the book of Job, I want to show you a great verse in Job chapter 12. Young folks, this would be a good verse for you to have marked in your Bible. In Job chapter 12 and in verse number 12, Job said this in Job 12 and verse 12. He says wisdom is with aged men, with long life is understanding. Notice how generally speaking, with old age comes a blessing. It comes a blessing. With old age comes the blessing of wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Well, biblically speaking, wisdom is the application of good judgment wisdom is the proper application of the Word of God wisdom is the ability to navigate your your way through life successfully despite all the difficulties and the dangers and the trials that's what wisdom is and the Bible says senior Saints they can do that very well Oh, they can do that very well they can do that very well because they've lived a long time on this earth and they've seen a lot and done a lot experienced a lot they have a lot of wisdom that they can share with me and they can also share with you in fact let me close by saying this now that we've considered just a few ways in which the senior Saints our senior Saints the Lord's senior Saints can bear some fruit let me close by giving some final admonitions but to the young folks let me say some things to the young people here this morning while this lesson Has primarily been designed to encourage the senior saints among us. I want to say some things to the young folks. To the young folks, I want to say that we need to make sure that we do some things. We need to make sure that we're respectful. There's a lot of disrespect in the world today. There's a lot of disrespect towards older folks in the world today. Have you noticed that? We got to do better. We got to be respectful to our senior saints we got to talk to them respectfully. we got to be kind to them. we got to honor them. we got to value them and seek to continue working in peace with them in the kingdom of God. In fact, one of the ways in which we can work side by side with the senior saints in the kingdom of God is we need to spend time with them. We need to spend time with them. We need to spend time with them. Because a lot of them are lonely. They've lost spouses, their kids have moved and gone on. And they would enjoy some company from the youth. And so we need to talk with them. We need to call them. We need to visit them. We need to take them to lunch, ask them questions, and listen to the wisdom that they've accumulated in this life. We need to be respectful to the senior saints and spend time with them. We need to go to to the men who are elders in this church and we need to ask them, men, young men. We need to ask them to mentor us and help us prepare to one day take on that same work. We, We need to ask the parents and the grandparents among us who have raised faithful Christians. Hey, how did you do that? Can you give me some advice? I want to raise my children to serve the Lord. We need to utilize those parents among us who have raised faithful children and for the young sisters here. You need to make sure you listen to the older sisters when they attempt to do Titus chapter 2. If There are older sisters here who are trying to do what the Bible says in Titus 2. You need to listen to them as they instruct you from the word of God. And we young men need to do the same thing when it comes to older men instructing us in the ways of God. We need to spend time with the senior saints. And then let me close with this. We also need to appreciate them. We need to appreciate them. We need to appreciate all they've done for the Lord in the past and all they're doing for the Lord today. We need to be thankful for all they have done. We need to be thankful that for all they've done for the Monte Vista church. Today, Monte Vista is strong and scriptural and sound in the faith because of what the senior saints have been doing here through the decades. Monte Vista would not be what it is if it wasn't for the Lord and him using the senior saints for so long. So we need to appreciate what they've done for this church. And we need to appreciate the battles they fought. And the strong teaching they've given and the wisdom and the value they bring to the church. Even today. We need to make sure we do our part in this as well. And so I want to close with the scripture reading this morning. Remember Psalm 92? Look at what Psalm 92 and verse 14 is saying very carefully. Notice how there the psalmist says. That even in old age, people can yield fruit. Do you see that? They can bear fruit. They can be productive and flourish and even grow in their service to God. That's what the psalmist says about senior saints. But I want to close by saying that what the psalmist says there about the senior saints needs to be something. It needs to be the goal of every saint, no matter what age you are right now. No matter if you're in your teens or your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond. We all need to desire to grow. We all need to desire to be useful in the service of God and be fruitful for the Lord every single day. In fact, maybe you're here this morning and you realize that you are a Christian, you're a child of God, but you haven't been bearing any fruit. You haven't been living for the Lord and maybe you need some prayer. Maybe you need to rededicate yourself to the Lord and his service today. We'll be happy to assist you with that. Be more than happy to. Or maybe you haven't even begun with the Lord. Maybe you've been hearing a lot of sermons, been hearing a lot of teaching, but you've yet to respond in faith, repentance, and baptism. If you're ready to take that step with the Lord and get your heart right with him and your life right with him, then we will be more than happy to help you with that right here and right now as we stand and we sing together.